guys and welcome to another episode of rotten mornings that, welcome i'm Ooh. scott i'm matt i'm brandy i'm graham and i'm santa kong or king claus you'll get the reference when you see the movie Rawr. okay <laughs> okay um so we've got some uh, exciting rotten news today yeah luckily graham took notes because um, i don't remember what yeah any of them uh, hold on Okay, uh, Grim just has paper. She's doing origami. Uh, she just showed the audience the notes. No, like, hey, hey, I feel pressured. Stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. But they can't read it. You get, you, you're still showing it Okay, to we did a horror trivia live on Facebook where I gave the tally points. And I don't know what everybody else did, but I did the tally points. And it was fun. And uh, who won that? Renegade was oh. first. Yeah. Mimic was second, and Cindy was third. Uh, Renegade won prizes. Yes, he did. We picked random stuff off the shelves. I'll, I'll tell you, there was some speed Googling in that. It was yes, amazing. <laughs> and I say that, but you know what? We have a lot of fans that are huge horror aficionados, and, and, uh, and props to them, because a, a lot of those... Uh, we knew the answers to and a lot of those we were surprised by the answers of, but, yeah. you know, even being the, the fans that we are. There was a few um, of them that I told Brandy, like, those seem like really easy. And then she went through the list and I was like, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a pretty simple list. Except for, I read uh, the answers and I still didn't know. <laughs> the answer's right in front of me the whole fucking time. Well, whenever Grim had to read a question, she also had to put her thumb over the answer. Otherwise, she would say the answer. Yeah, the question. that's true. <laughs> I get ahead of myself. I like that you guys put the answers in thumb size sections. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what they did that just for me. It's helpful. Yes. And uh, of course, Matt posted a shit ton of reels on Facebook. Yeah. And. <clears throat> We debuted our midweek podcast, we which did. is go Matt. Oh, morning friends with Rotten! Yay! That was great. That was good. It was yeah, a good interview good. with Biggs. Yeah. Yes, our first being that, that Biggs. That was a really that was a really fun uh, thing, guys. If you haven't checked that out, we're putting those out every Wednesday, and uh, uh, of course, Biggs has been a, a big uh, supporter and everything. So to have him on the podcast and kind of talking about what he does and everything was really really neat. I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to get a lot of my traumas out into the world. I felt a lot better after having admitted to all those things that happened to me. Yeah, yeah I'm glad. It seemed like you've grown since then. Well, at yeah. Least, uh, eight pounds? Yeah. Right, at least eight pounds. You guys are the ones that did all that traumatic shit to me. Yeah, so. yeah but we worked it out together, so now we don't have to feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> So, uh, Psycho Mantium 13, did, am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. So. Did a live with Raz, which yes. was amazing. Yes. It was very cool hearing Raz talk about his books and stuff. Raz yes. is a, uh, he is a very good interviewed person. Uh, do his first on Friday. What the fuck are you talking his about? His first on Friday. Who is that? You said you were a werewolf? Ooh. Are you a werewolf? Motherfucker! I'm a Dracula! <laughs> 
we had the um the one episode of in uh rotten inside uh, yeah frankie sounded good you could barely hear what i was saying i listened to a few minutes of that and i liked Kinda. But he's really, really <laughs> it, it, like it's uh, audio quality is important for him on this one, though. <laughs> what can I say? I know what my audience wants, <laughs> and it's never to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Uh, those, are, those are fun, too. If you haven't checked those out, those are on uh, on Spotify as well. It's Rotten Inside, uh, and that's a, a new podcast on the, on the big network here. Um, it doesn't I, have the sound effects like mine. Yeah, but so so doesn't a, need it. That so, host is a sexy motherfucker. As a plus, it doesn't have the sound effects like like my the, uh, <laughs> uh But one thing that's really cool about that, if you guys are fans of of the um, really popular uh, format of podcasts like the Welcome to Night Vale, uh, the the host of that, Frankie, does this phenomenal job of of adding in this just really surreal world and I really like how immersive that one is. So it's, yeah, it's, and I, I plan on listening to it eventually. Well, um, I did listen to it, and I got to find out that I'm apparently the next guest. Yes, I prefer an ambush style of interviewing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, really what I'm going for with Rotten Inside is NPR in hell. So, Yay! Which is uh, not Ta-da. different from NPR. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Okay. NPR. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There is an actor class at the Haunted Chicken House. That's today. Yes, That's it today. is. That it is, is at 12 p.m. And it is free. And it's open to all. So, you know, if you want to come out there and try out to be an actor or hang out. and That is the Haunted that, Chicken though. House in <laughs> Alabama at Hollis. Uh, and it's class orientation and scouting at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, this is yes. basically like a casting call for them, and uh, we're doing our acting class for the first time. So it should be interesting. Uh, and we'll be shooting a commercial later on in the day when we thin out the herd, as it were. Yeah. And next weekend, City of Chaos is having a meet and greet on August 6th at 6.30. Yes, they are having a casting call, and we will be there <laughs> For that. Yes, it's going to be fun, and that's in East of Boga, Combat yes. Park. East of Boga. And uh, we released our new review of Ferris Artisan Ellis. Did I say that Ellis, right? Ellis. Ellis whatever. <laughs> <Artisan> Ellis. <laughs> I'm trying. It's good. <laughs> that's in Trustville, Alabama. So yeah. you guys should, uh, you know, fucking do something about that. Do something. <laughs> do fucking, something. <laughs> you guys should fucking, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> do, something. fucking do something, bro. Check <laughs> out Ferris Artisan Ales. And we shot another review at um, Trustful Show- Social. Social. You did the same thing I just at, did. At Trustful Social. Yeah, uh, Trustful Social just had their soft mm. open, um, and it's located also in the Trustful Entertainment District right next to Ferris. Their soft open made me hard. You fucking hurt. <laughs> uh, guys, we're, we're stumbling over some words this morning. It's super early when we're recording this, so uh, whatever. Our mouths don't work. You're not even listening. Yeah. Uh, So on uh, the first episode of, um, well, right off the bat, Marlon has released two different shirts uh, recently. He released the pull noodle shirt and he released a see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil or hear no rotten. Oh, yes, that's right. Speaking of that, I need somebody to design a T-shirt for me 
to protest this poodle war. <laughs> because I plan on coming out in full force. We only got about, what, a month left before. Okay, okay, somebody shut the mic off. Shut the mic off. That's enough, that's enough. It's okay, I'm going to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> None of this is true. Um, yes, two, five, B, three, poodle wars are not for me. Hey! <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and uh, he also, I joked about the fact that we named it that ridiculous name on the Morning Friends podcast because <laughs> I was, I was going to make, uh, making a joke about how hard it would be to design a shirt. So he uh, did a shirt where it's like literally all these different names crossed out down the shirt and then Morning Friends with Rotten is yes, circled on the bottom. So that was that. super cool. That was great. I just got choked. And uh, the last episode. Hey, just really quick, though, about Marlon. Well, like, what's his deal? Like, what's this guy's deal? Like, I mean. He's just awesome. We're we're rotten. And, like, the guy just comes out and is more rotten than us. Or, like, better at everything. Well, that's because we're rotten. Of course he's better. I don't know if you guys saw, like, our puppet episode. uh, And then all of his (laughs) is better. And then, like, our shirt. And, like, everything he does. Is superior to us in every single in way. Every yes. way. Every way. I'm just glad he's not making magic. like short movies or podcasts, so he wouldn't have to fucking. Oh, yeah. Don't give him the idea. <laughs> our our puppet video was just me fisting you while you were passed out drunk. <laughs> that was our puppet video, not our. Yeah, I didn't know about this. Video. What? I don't want to know yeah. about this. <laughs> but you know, it's awesome. And the last episode we already recorded it's been edited uh of the next episode of morning friends with rotten which is uh, on wednesday is riddling uh the guy who did our theme song for the podcast so and it's the first time he's he's an avid listener and we haven't ever had him interview on the show before so we finally got him in yay it was fun talking to him yeah Cool. Well, uh, what else do we got, guys? I didn't write down anything else. I got a weather report if you're interested. Oh, weather Let's report. do it. Weather report. Starting up the chopter. It's officially called the chopter now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that wasn't an accident at all. I meant to say that. I, you named your copper chopter. Copper chopper. Copper chopper. Your name is Copper Chopper. I'm not falling out of this Get the fuck out of this chopper. And now for the weather. Weather report. Baby, it's hot outside, but it's rotten inside. Check out the latest podcast sensation, Rotten Inside. New episodes every Friday. That's not a weather report. You know what? That's a shameless what? plug. I'm scared. <laughs> I am all powerful. I'm cutting this fucking helicopter off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. Chopter down. Chopter off. Plummeting toward the earth. Coming this October, as night falls on a quarantine prison somewhere in Vincent, Alabama, vampires have taken over at Hellbilly Hollow. And things will never be the same. Come visit Hellbilly Hollow in Vincent, Alabama. You'll have the best night of your life. Yes, we'd love to have you in our neck of the woods. The weight is driving us batty. This year, we've raised the stakes. Join us. Join us. One of Alabama's top-rated haunts. This is the one 
for you. Hillbilly Hollow Haunted House Attraction in Vincent, Alabama. Open at 7 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in October. Tickets available at the door. Exclusive merchandise. Tasty concessions. Live entertainment. Well-lit bathrooms. For more information, check us out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and at hillbillyhollow.com. And we will see you there. Join us. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Hey, it's another part of the show. Yeah. Uh, today we are continuing our series on the Nightmare on Elm Street movie franchise with uh, another delectable film. <laughs> I wouldn't use that word. I wouldn't use that word either. I'd never eat this movie. You guys wouldn't call this a film? It is a film. Oh, okay. Well, then in this we agree. Uh, we are talking about... A new nightmare yes. from Wes Craven. A or new. Is it officially it's, Wes Craven's yes, new nightmare? The yes, the title is Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and that is the only clever thing about this movie, is how they actually justify calling it Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And for this part of the podcast, I will be playing myself. Uh, I'll oh. be playing Wes Craven and Nancy. <laughs> I also will be I'm playing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Brandy. Um... <laughs> So I guess what we'll, let's do this. Let's go around and uh, kind of give your initial impressions of the film, and then we'll do the the breakdown. Matt, you want to start with that? Um, my initial, <laughs> I this is not one of my favorites. Uh, this one's right there, right behind Part Five, and I like the concept but it's so murky and get gets really really lost in what they were going for uh very quantum existence type stuff but just i don't know it was too on the nose and didn't really it was like who's the we're gonna go for realism well that fuck that out the window like it's so back and forth with that shit but yeah cool great i didn't like it Oh, okay. That's all. This is. I'm going to read this that I wrote. This is my notes. This is all of my notes. I don't have anything else. And I've already stated this before, but I'll state it again. This is dreaming about a movie, about a dream in a movie, where lots of dreams within a movie happen in a movie. That's actually just real life unfolding in a script, happening as it's being written about a kid who's in a horror movie, but not allowed to watch the horror movie that he's sort of in now, but not really. Yeah, great there, synopsis. There, there that is, is a great is synopsis. <laughs> okay. Fair. That's I'll have to take your word like for it. it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Brandy? Uh meta, meta, meta before it was a filmed <clears throat> to be meta. That's, so a, a film before its time. Interesting yes. take. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they said that too. Alright, so about that. You you cannot possibly get more meta than a film ending with the two characters, the main characters in the film, literally reading the fucking script of, of the, the film. film. Yeah. <laughs> was that, was that hot your, take. Was that your hot take? <laughs> no, I was just adding on to Brandy's thing because she's smarter than I am. So I thought that, that some of that would rub off on me, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Make me appear insightful. Rub harder. <laughs> So what, what did you think, Bergie? Impossible. So you know how... Me to piss on him. Yeah. 
rub some uh, rub some pee in him. Freddy's gonna piss on Freddy. <laughs> that how they should have killed Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been better than what happened here. Uh, you know how people will say like, "Oh man, I've seen that movie a million times. I've seen this movie twice, and that's too too many times. By far the worst nightmare film. Period. It, it's ridiculously bad." <laughs> You say this one's the worst. This is the worst. <coughs> well, and that's saying a lot because oh my god, six, five, and six were fucking terrible. This, however, makes it actually bumps those two movies up a notch. It's so bad. I can't wait till Blumhouse makes. Wes Craven's new Nightmare remake. It's going to be so awesome. I mean, you guys are saying this is the worst, and we haven't even talked about the remake yet, so I'm really interested where we go there. I don't know that I would call this the worst, but it's definitely not the best. The story of the Blumhouse remake is going to be Wes Craven actually coming back from the dead? Yes. It'll be like, there's this ancient evil. He comes through and there's only one block that keeps him from doing it, and it's Paramount Pictures. Uh, so, uh, for me, this film is... I, I hate to say this is one of my favorites. We hate, um, that, we hate that, too. Yeah, but, but, but I have justification in it. One, uh, to keep the franchise going and to keep the integrity of Freddy is dead, the films are dead, they had to go in a different direction. Um, like, like a couple of you had said, maybe the execution on that wasn't as good as it could have been, uh, but it was a thing, and so it, it was a film, and that's, that's kind of uh, where we lie in the road a lot of times, mm -hmm. is that, hey, it could have been better, but it was a thing, and we liked it. Um, I like the idea of you have to continue telling the story to keep the evil at bay. I love the concept of that. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the introduction of a non-Robert England Freddy is how you segue into a remake or someone else in the Freddy mass, which is where the validity of the remake would even come into play because we want to keep the story going. <laughs> now, that's... Not to say that this film was great, not to say that, that anyone would say that this is their best, their, their favorite film, but like the concepts introduced was, I thought, pretty innovative as far as how do you continue a franchise that you've killed off the main character. Well, also, I, I, I agree with that. Also, as far as the next one we'll be doing, Freddy versus Jason, the idea for that had already been kicked around even before this one came up. Well, and after there's... following Freddy's dead, they kind of needed to wipe the slate clean in some way in order to be able to move on to Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, so but I can see that. That being said, they didn't wipe shit clean. Like, because no. if she doesn't make another fucking movie, then they're just going to well, have also, the same problem on well, their Also, hands. it's still more along the lines of once you get through it and see all of it, Rather than it being a new rendition of Freddy, it still it feels more like a standalone thing outside of the franchise. So a non canonical, yeah. To me, it's it could have gone in the direction. It had such an ability to go in the direction of the newer horror films, where it's sort of like an an allegory for 
raising a kid as a single mom or yada, yada, yada. But it didn't hit any of those tones. It just went far away from it. And it seemed like they leaned in heavy to background concepts instead of focusing solely on the fact of being a single mother. Like, look at Babadook. Like, it could have been like the Babadook. Like, is Freddy alive or not? Like a Jaws 2. But it didn't seem like there was any kind of mystery to it. They just laid everything on the fucking table and go, here is this. I almost, you know, you're saying that I almost would have liked this to be a documentary style. Yeah. Film. And, and it tried uh, to be, but at the same time, like if you think about the concept of this film, what is happening is, is that during the making of the film, the film is being made, which no matter how you suspend disbelief means that, Langenkamp was running around doing all this crazy shit and there were cameramen following her the whole fucking time. And right. she just had to pretend like they weren't there. And it was just all of it. That doesn't make any sense. That's where the it breaks. breaks. And I agree with that. But uh, what you're saying like the script of being written as the, as the movie's playing, isn't that, uh, that, that really great John Candy film? What can what John Candy film? Oh, the uh, I know what you're talking about uh, the, the so delirious one, delirious. delirious. Yeah, this is delirious, right? <coughs> well, I mean, all right. So about an hour and a half into this film, this film decides it's going to become a requel of Part Three. Yeah, is essentially what happens. Yeah, fucking uh, her gray hair and all. Yep. Now uh, let's after since we've done our synopsis, let's lay into the numbers from sure. Brandy. So, Brandy, go ahead and give us the boxes. All houses. right. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. It was released October 14th of 1994, uh, directed and written by Wes Craven, and still produced by New Line, but by Marianne Maddalena this time. Uh, the budget was $8 million. The box office was only $19.8 million. And it only made six point six million on its opening weekend, making this the poorest performing film in the Nightmare series. Even though it still received positive reviews from critics, a lot of people put that on Pulp Fiction. And it opened against Pulp Fiction, and it is believed that that may have damaged its box office potential. I think the other thing that, that damaged this box office potential was the movie itself. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 that's no doubt. Yeah, yeah that, that probably it's just like the thing about this movie, and again, it, I've said this about part two as well, that this is a great movie that Wes Craven could have done that didn't have anything to do with Freddy and could have just referenced it. Because I think like making Freddy the big bad was almost the worst thing they could have done. Because they could have made it where there's no Freddy at all, and it's a completely different beast, but it always led you to believe that it was going to be Freddy, and then they revealed it's not even Freddy. It's like this evil, and that's what they went for. But since they put the Freddy slap of paint on it, it almost robbed away from that concept. Well, you know, one of the differences of this film in comparison to the others, and we've said this every time talking about how rush the production was and how much was having to be changed and rewritten as they did it. Those things weren't said about this movie. Um, however, there were still several parts of it that even though it was written by Wes Craven ahead of time and also still directed by him, he was still changing it up as he went. He was uh, taking ideas from 
real life scenarios and other stuff going on to change the script he had, including writing himself into it. He changed that up too. It definitely feels like he's winging it a lot. Yeah. I think that like, um, that's a really cool idea. You were talking about it not being Freddy because at the end of Freddy's dead, what happens is the dream demons leave Freddy. Yes. His corpse is there. So now what's in the world? <coughs> These dream, dream sperm. Yes. And so dreaming. Dreaming. Yeah, the dreaming. Yeah, the dreaming. <laughs> the three dreaming. Um makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you doing that like a green giant too? No, it was like it's kinda of like Green John and Red Robin green are very giant. similar tunes. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think it is. Uh Green Giant. No. Dream balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh I but but uh having dream demons in this movie yeah. made sense. Uh, I just don't think that they had another dream demon to put. And so uh, at this point, I think Freddy's story is over. I think Freddy's story ended with Freddy's dead. So I think the only thing left here is that they're doing a dream demon. However, they are making a Freddy movie in the movie. Yeah. So that would lead like what form would the dream demon take? But again, if they laid into that concept and said, okay, so the dream demons weren't actually dream demons, that they were this evil that has to be captured in a story. And then they were trying to get the boy to be the next evil that would have worked mm -hmm. if it was literally like kind of her son being that evil and having to separate the dream demons from him, that still would have worked because it could have spun into the other movies and still had that linear, you know, suspension of disbelief <clears throat> and reality on top of it. But I feel like when, when they replicate exactly what Freddie does with the Freddy Krueger looking guy, it removes that concept from me. Like immediately it's more like, Oh, this is what, if you were in real life and that was happening in part one, that this is what it would be like. Right. Not, this is a different thing. I got a question for you. So if all that needed to happen to bring Freddie back under control and trap him again was to finish the script, why did it go into production at all? Yeah. I mean, like, that's a great question. But the, yeah. the thing is, is that you, you say it went into production. It went but, into production like it was in production at the very beginning of the movie. That was a dream. That wasn't yeah. real. Well, there was, was never the on only that. part that no, they show. Wasn't. No. The only part that they show is him in a trailer working on the glove. The only tip you have that there's anything being done because everything else was a fucking dream. Not when he left to go to work on the movie. No, and he then went on to his work. way back he died. He, he went, went to, to work, work at, on a different movie. at the studio, but, but the he glove. was work he was just working on the glove. There's never a reference then because they didn't want to give away to the audience other than the fact that there was a glove there that he was working on that movie. So technically speaking, he could have been doing any project but just focusing on making the new glove before they went into production. So the movie itself, they never even said when they found the two other yeah, they were uh, special effects artists it. that it had anything to do with this filming or this going on. And they were found out in a field, in a field yeah. and, un, because of a robbing or some shit like that or a mugging gone wrong. I think yeah, that I it would be fair that. to say that that was implied, though. I don't I, think and, so. And I, I know that you could say on a technicality that, that it doesn't have the evidence, but I would say that it was implied. When she went to Bob Shea's office, he said he's working on a new glove. She, He never said 
that the guy was working on the new movie. He told her that her boyfriend was working on a new glove. But why would he be working on the glove? But because they still wanted to get it to be pitched. The whole point, the whole linchpin of it being filmed at all was Langenkamp. And technically it was being filmed as it was done. See, that's where it gets so fucking murky. That's where it breaks apart. And that's actually what I was ultimately getting to with the question. Is it so murky? It's so it, fucking murky. It is murky. very murky, and I definitely see your points on that. But in talking about it now, you could really look at it as like a ghost story in a way, or people dealing with past trauma where they are traumatized by working on the previous Freddy movie. If they would have, and, if they would creating have it into, into their the own emotional reality. allegory of feelings, yes, yes. but they did. They kept pulling it back away from that. Now. Let me let me do the quick synopsis of the movie real quick. So we normally go with that. Yeah, before we you, before you do that, <coughs> I just want to say this was one of the coolest looking Freddies we've gotten. I disagree with you. I disagree. I disagree. Trench coat. Trench coat. Okay, I like the trench coat. The trench coat is literally the only thing. His skin was just fucking peeled off, and it's just his muscle showing. And they're like, "Oh, he's bulging out." That doesn't make any sense. He's not even the synopsis of the movie. Is okay. So anyway, synopsis of the movie. Uh, you open on Heather Langenkamp. She's basically in this filming of a new Freddy movie. That turns out to be a dream. A couple of people get killed in that. She thinks it's real. Her husband tells her it's not. She starts getting these fucking weird phone calls and there's an earthquake. Eventually, she keeps freaking out about this. These phone calls, this, the earthquakes. I think Freddy's coming back, which doesn't have any like legitimate like hold. Um... And then eventually her husband passes out on the way home, has a Freddy dream, gets murdered. She goes, checks on the body. There's a giant hole in it. She starts freaking out because she believes her kid is being like cold by Freddy. Her kid's telling her there's a guy at the bottom of the bed with the big claws and Rex keeps me safe from him. And eventually, yes, and don't forget the five slashes on the wall. Yes, and the the slashes, which were like a reference to an old Scorsese film. Oh yeah, it wasn't Scorsese. What was it? Tax? No, no, it was Disturb, Disturbance, or something. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's Dario Argento's Suspiria. No, this is an old black and white, and it was like by. If I don't know the name, it's irrelevant. Um, but. So this all starts happening, and again, like not a lot of people die. That most people kind of die off screen. Uh, you move forward. Her kids like really, really bad off. She's gone to the uh, the funeral with her husband and hooked back up. And in the funeral, it's all the cast there, and hooked back up with the guy who played her dad in the first movie, and basically like have been, has was talking to him about so the kid. Yeah, and then and the she kid hooked up with his dad. Yeah. No, she has been talked just, to. They were yeah. Like friends. And it's fucking weird. Yeah. That was her best friend. And ever. then her kid, like, just kept getting worse and worse until she took him to the hospital. In the hospital, of course, they try to put her to sleep. Weird. It gets fucking. Again, very, very ever. fucking murky in the hospital, too. We'll get into that. Um, then her kid, like, fucking bolts to go home and get his dinosaur. And she follows him, and it's weird, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, because that kid is fucking just, like, nimble as fuck. Uh, They do the thing where the kid's, like, flying through the air. Anyways, we'll get to that, too. But that's confusing, because that's movie rules, not reality rules. So, 
I don't know. He eventually makes it back. She comes home, finds his quote-unquote breadcrumb trail, Hansel and Gretel-style shit, which is just a bunch of sleeping sleeping pills. pills. So she decides to fucking OD on sleeping pills. She just starts popping sleeping pills like they're Tic Tacs, climbs down in the bottom of his bed, and then goes into Freddy's like Russian like bath sewer sex and then like a Roman arena. Yeah. Oh, so I thought he was like in Roman bathhouse. What the fuck? I Where thought did that he come was. From? I thought originally uh, she was falling into Alice's womb again. Yeah, um, Freddy was like, is she going into Freddy's Alice's mouth, womb? So, <laughs> yeah. so she fights Freddy. Uh, there's uh, the whole reference to Hansel and Gretel, they kick him into an oven, and they, they're, hey, Freddy's dead again, yay, let's go swimming. And then they and get the hell the out of here, and they pop out in a room, and it's like, look, I realize that there's a very good fucking chance that watching Nightmare on Elm Street movies made you really, really bad fucked up, but here's a fun little thing we can do as a family. Let's read through your fucking father's death in a fucking horrifically like explained out script. That'll be great for your psyche. And that's how it ends. Yeah, did you notice that at the end, he turned into a marshmallow, like a hobgoblin-looking marshmallow. What are you talking about? Towards the end, yeah. Who did? Freddy. Oh, yes, yeah, he did look like a, a, a yeah. devil halfway through. <laughs> so let's, wait, let's... Wait, 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 wait. A devil marshmallow? A hobgoblin, hobgoblin marshmallow. marshmallow. Not the same thing, Scott. Okay. So I, I got very... really excited she when we said, said marshmallow. She said hobgoblin marshmallow. He said devil. I thought you guys said a hobgoblin It was one of those damn cock goblins. Did you guys hear during the explosion a Freddy fart? Did you hear a fart? What? Did anybody else hear the fart? What explosion? In the explosion at the end of the movie. (laughs) There was a Freddy fart. Yes, there was. was I I think you just blamed it on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy blows up. She's like, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Freddy. Ooh, like nobody's around. It's nobody's. Oh my god! Way to go, Freddy Krueger. That was Freddy, everybody, not me. Oh, that's nobody's a, here. That's a whole release. release. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So when we come back from this uh, break, we'll start back at the beginning and do a breakdown. So we will see you break on the down. other side of the commercial. Break. Don't go that way, man. You know who's back there? It's that serial killer from that movie. What? Why are they here? I thought they were supposed to be chasing the kids at summer camp or invading the nightmares of the kids on that one street. Well, they're all here. Brought in to fight off the mutant chickens. And now it's a horror free-for-all. Oh, where do I buy tickets? The Haunted Chicken House in Heflin is the largest tourist attraction in East Alabama. Open every weekend in October. Tickets are $15 per attraction, two for $25 and three for 40. Ride the hayride of horrors. Visit the haunted chicken house. Defy death in the infamous crazy train. For more information, check us out on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and thehauntedchickenhouse.com. And we'll see you there. Hey guys, and welcome back from the break. Um, Of my heart! (laughs) Um, We just had a weird uh, 
thing happen here in studio where one of us fell asleep and Freddy Krueger <laughs> yes. Freddy Krueger, it's Freddy's fault. That we Look, just I believe that if I'm not mistaken, we're filming a podcast that we were worried about it going wrong and then it went wrong. So it's like bleeding over into the real world. So wasn't there wrong. a wasn't there a six member of Rotten? Like <coughs> Not I can, that I remember. I, oh yeah, I, like in Freddy's Dead, I can remember because I can control my dreams. <laughs> Where to go, James Earl? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Well, that guy wasn't James Earl Jones, but he was real close. Okay, that's neat. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna uh, just break down the. No, whole get thing it. You're the sixth member. I'm still alive. Who are you pointing at? There's nobody there. There's nobody there. God damn it. Never there. Uh, so, yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, uh, we're going to talk about... You know what? I hate this movie even more now. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. we're going to talk about it Fuck. again. Um, so, the movie starts off, and they're making a mechanical glove. <laughs> and that's real neat. And then... <coughs> okay, so... Robot glove. Okay, so... We open up on... <laughs> As Heather Langenkamp in a studio reproduction where they're filming, quote unquote, possibly the new Freddy Krueger, you see the badass mechanical glove. It's like the Terminator. Yes, it's 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 a badass glove. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I think if they would have went with this fucking glove, it would have been a better concept. I think it would have been better if they just went with the Terminator. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And. So, the glove, you, you know, you guys throw in your... This is like one of my favorite scenes because uh, something happens in this scene that you just don't see everywhere. Uh, the glove comes to life. Uh, it chops up like two members. It cuts uh, Chase's uh, finger. And then uh, it's going after the kid. And there's these two guys just carrying this prop on set. <laughs> That cross you know. in front of the camera. And, and like, it's like an action movie scene that they're carrying glass for no reason. <laughs> These guys don't give a fuck that people are dying right beside them. They don't get paid enough to care. Yeah. And the other thing that I like about the scene is that uh, it, it goes back to the homage that we keep talking about the love affair between Evil Dead and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. This is the chopped off hand of Ash Williams. Yep. It's just done as a claw and poorly. Yep. And <laughs> poorly. <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me that those two guys that the glove kills in this scene, probably black belts in some sort of martial art. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. Because in this particular movie, they were the only ones that could deal with a severed Freddy hand. Like, yeah, right? separate of the entity. Now, this isn't the first time that we've seen Freddy's glove being the, the uh, attacker. No. Yeah. Uh, it's just the and, first time we've seen it done poorly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you know karate, you're a dead motherfucker when, yeah, that, right. when yes. that glove starts Not to flying. mention the fact that right off the jump, this CG. They have a fucking part in this that's CG, and yeah. you just, right off the bat, in the beginning of the movie, let's just go on and say, hey, we're abandoning that. We're going to do some CG. Can I say that, like, this, this scene opens up, and you see three men. And if you merge those three men together, you get one Paul Rudd. It's weird <laughs> because they all look like weird Paul Rudd variants. <laughs> the Paul Rudd variant. They are. That that's them like... from the multiverse. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're just weird so, Paul, Loki these, Paul Rudd. These, this glove, um, 
Paul Rudd Loki basically kills two <laughs> of the <laughs> like uh, guys, guys on set that SFX are guys. SFX guys, and then cuts her husband's fingers and she wakes up. Now, right off the jump, it's all a dream. They're not filming another Freddy movie. It's a dream of hers. Uh, and how the fuck do any of these deaths even happen? Because if you go back to the original movies. There's only one death in a dream unless there is a dream warrior that can pull other people into I'm their sorry, dreams. There's a what? Dream warrior! <laughs> and so, how the fuck did Freddy kill those two guys? Because later on it's implied that they could have died from that, even though it's not directly stated. And her husband got cut. That's just like, it, they all had to be asleep at the fucking same exact time. Or fucking not Nancy has a badass like pull people into a dream superpower. Yeah, but the, to to that point, what's happening here is that the Freddy that that has killed these two guys in this dream is not the Freddy that we have ever seen before. This is a new nightmare. Oh no. Yes, it's not like a Freddy well, yeah. we've ever seen before because it's, it's a goddamn Terminator glove. hand. Glove. It's just a glove. There's not even a Freddy yet in this movie. It's, yeah. no it's just a glove. Here. It's a new nightmare. You no. left off part of the title. It's Wes Craven's new nightmare. A new nightmare. A new nightmare. I'm going to say the same thing. Um, so, these a guys. A nightmare. A new nightmare. <laughs> prevented by Wes Craven. Uh, prevented so, by yes, yes, yes. I stand by that statement. Um, I hate this fucking movie. So much. <laughs> I hate this fucking movie. Um, so. She wakes up and there's an earthquake and you get the cracks in the wall across her bedroom. Yes, she wakes up into a hellscape where yes. it's constant earthquakes and constant fucking telephones ringing. And yeah. let me add, the earthquakes in the news footage were real. Fucking real. Fucking real. Fucking yeah, real. the original earthquake scenes they filmed a real. month before the... Uh, uh, what was the name of the earthquake? <laughs> the uh, uh, Christopher Robin. I don't know. <laughs> <Harambe>. <laughs> the, North, the North Ridge earthquake, uh, yes. which actually killed 57 people. <laughs> oh, not which is, not, that's serious. It's not injured over 5,000 more. So no, those people are assholes. It's fun. So and Craven just sends out another film yeah. crew to go yes. get some real. Craven's like, we're doing something good here. <laughs> so, so just Dick. to be just to be clear here. Bitch. What we see is footage from a real killer who killed more people than Freddy did in this movie. Yay! In yes! this movie, yes, because uh, this is the lowest kill count of all is, the movies. But also, you probably could add several films together and not get the kill count of that earthquake. Right. No, and uh, you know what? I, well, I, I don't except know. Except for part six. Yeah, <laughs> except the for gap Freddy's between dead. The gap between five and six. They yeah. killed, like, thousands of kids. Everybody in the town. Yeah. Every kid. But, uh, it's... Hard. I also want to point out that in that uh, that f uh, film sequence, that uh, newscast, mm -hmm. the uh, Quake Watch had the five yes. ridges. The yeah, it looked like uh, the reading from an earthquake, but it was the five things. Yeah, oh, that's badass because we, we did not notice that. We didn't mention the part that the movie starts off with 
no credits. No credits That's right. at all. Because yeah. Wes Craven was like, I don't want anybody seeing my name on this. And he was fucked up and <laughs> named it Wes Craven's New well, Nightmare. It, it, it was, like, was done Fuck! with no <laughs> opening titles in order to blur the illusion of whether it's a film, a documentary, or something else altogether. Well, something else altogether. If you buy the director's cut, there's actually the opening credits in it. That's the only difference. For three hours. Three hours. <laughs> Opening credits slash memorial for every single character. Every character that has ever... Including all the kids that died in between five and six. Which is literally like eight or nine thousand kids, so buckle up. It's longer than Never Sleep Again. What was the population of Springboard? 73,000 and two. And two. <laughs> it's it's in there. I don't know if I, I believe know. that. It doesn't matter what anyone believes. Only I mean, they I only had it. one hospital and there were no kids. Yeah, but because those <laughs> hospital people are dicks. <laughs> so we we God open up dicks. on the on the scene of them doing it. It turns out to be a dream. Uh, There's she an wakes earthquake. Up. Yeah, she away. wakes up. Uh, they. You know, she really neat. She her sees that her husband's fingers, fingers are cut, and she also, freaks out about it. Fun thing here. Uh, right outside the window, it looks, and there is the pool jumping, which is an homage to an earlier death. This is uh, mm-hmm. the Freddy 2 homage. Yep. And then there's also swing swinging, yep. which is the, the children's thing. Yep. So this whole film is just kind of masturbation for the previous yes. films, yes. which sucks in that we just had this beautiful homage at the end of Freddy's Dead that had all the cool shit. Yep. Yep. This is just like more esoteric. Yeah. Things, uh-huh. Right? So, you know, her husband goes to work and then begins the fucking phone calls. That's the beginning of the phone call bit. And the phone rings and she picks it up and he's like, oh, one, two. And she's like, nope, not for me. And then he picks it up again. Freddy's coming for you. And she's like, ah. And then her babysitter comes over and she's like, what do you do? You should chill out, bro. Have like a biscuit or something. Oh, you're just freaking out. <laughs> I just, I just, no, that's not what she said. I just feel like no, it would be like more, more like timely if this came out and it was like, instead of one, two, it was like, uh, Press one for press two. Press one By the or way. two for accepting collect call <laughs> charges. <laughs> we had a baby. It's, it's not cool. Why didn't she let it go to voicemail or something? It's not cool. You making fun of that. the babysitter's but speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you, Nancy. Or Hollywood, like an answering service something. or something. Well, I mean, she that had a fucking. They had a cell phone in this movie. I was like, what is that thing? A ginormous thing that she yeah. attaches. To it the looked like a tumor. Uh, I've so, never seen one of those. So, guys, that's been 10 minutes on the opening <laughs> sequence <laughs> of a film that's 48 hours long. <laughs> well, this gets longer every time. She hops in the limo with the creep. Yeah, and the creep's like, hey, this is Robert England Psych, just your uh, local creepy uh, limo guy. Oh, such a creepy, fucking creepy, weird creepy. Limo And guy. she gets in the limo, and the guy's like, hey, you're that girl from that movie. Nah, I never forget a face. I get to meet all kinds of famous people, and he licks his Toby Jr. ass looking fucking lips. and And he's like, oh, yeah, I think they never should have killed Freddy. And then she rolls the window up, and then like later on, he's super nice to her. I think he got the hint. Yeah. You guys keep making these references like uh, you were talking about this being a hillscape of, of uh, earthquakes, uh, phone calls, and like creepy guys. Guys, this is an accurate representation of LA. 
Yeah, that's like, why I'm never exactly. going to LA. Yeah. I don't like it. That's Fuck exactly LA. Yeah. Like if you're not, if your phone's not ringing, you're not making phone money. Calls and creepy guys. Yeah, and that's right. it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's it. pretty that's, much it. That's LA. That's Hollywood. Phone call. That's show business, baby. Guys. Well, it's like that song by the Doors, LA Woman. You know, the lyrics to it are like, LA Woman, there's a scary guy in a hat and a glove. Nee, 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 you better nee, move nee, away nee, from LA nee, because nee, there's earthquakes nee, and telephone nee, calls. Nee, yeah. Nee, yeah. Nee, yeah. Nee, yeah. Nee, and then Jim Morrison died. <laughs> yeah. And they buried him in New Orleans for and, some fucking and guys, reason. And uh, guys, that's been our coverage. She goes to the she live goes action to New Line studio audience studio uh, for a uh, interview to yeah. get verbally assaulted by this interviewer who is just suffocating her oh, with like, question after question after question. Let me know about your kid. What's your kid's name? What's your kid's name? Oh, I don't feel comfortable saying that. Well, this was unprepared. Um. Why are you so stupid, Heather? Tell me now. It's a good thing that we don't have anybody like that working for us here in Rotten. Tune in to Rotten Inside on Google Podcasts and Spotify Friday evenings. You flashback humor. Hey guys, if you uh, if you it's not if flashback there was humor, a, uh, it never happened. If you were wondering if there was a glitch in the podcast, we just had one part edited out. It's no big deal. <laughs> we were in the dream dream room, <laughs> and we were dreaming that we were recording the podcast. All right, so then in this uh, live studio audience interview, surprise, which yeah. they wouldn't do. A ambush interview. Surprise, Freddy's here. Yeah, what, who does an ambush interview? It's like a catch a predator. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's Maury or you Jerry know, Springer, fucking Jerry Springer, like, but like. This is Surprise. like just a new line. This is just a new line television show. But for the first scene you see of the audience is all like kind of like staunch faced adults. And then when Freddie comes out, all the kids get up and they're wearing Freddie gear waving and he's his waving arms his arms in the, in the air. And that was from, you know, Wes Craven and Robert England had been on a talk show where yes. they were having a conversation about the legitimacy of like wounding children's brains by them watching horror movies. And when Robert came out, the kids just went nuts and all the parents were there like, Freddy, Freddy. hell what? Just sit down, boy. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the recurring <laughs> things. Here. We're talking about like the recurring theme of showing like kind of esoteric or subtle nods to the previous movies. But uh, on the more meta level, a lot of the things that were included in this movie, like Heather Langenkamp getting phone calls repeatedly, yes. having a stalker, mm -hmm. yeah, and then uh, and this is where they did go on a talk show. Right. So a lot of this is mimicking, you know, art imitating life. life and Although it is made it really easy script to write. Agreed. Yeah, Robert England even said that it was one of his favorites because he's like, yeah. oh, I was like, that's it. That's what it was like. Well, like, also he got yeah, to play I got himself. hit on by every limo driver from here until Texas. <laughs> yeah. I'm having an earthquake right now. <laughs> <laughs> Those things. are called Trevor's granddad. You need to sit down. Oh, You're gonna fart out of your penis again. Oh, <laughs> does <he just> fart? <laughs> he does fart in this. Uh, but I do find it interesting that the stalker that Heather, Heather Langenkamp had 
had nothing to do with her character as Nancy and was about the canceling of the TV show Just the Ten of Us. Uh, which I was also upset about, and I called her Sarah. <laughs> Look, uh, anyway, so she moves on. She has to go uh, have an interview at New Well, you know, but you know? speaking of just the ten of us, there are actually, what, what is it, four different actresses from that show that were in different Freddie movies? And they make references in just the ten of us in certain episodes to the Freddie movies mm -hmm. back to it. Um, so... She gets done with this ambush interview, which who the fuck, what kind of a dick would right. do that? Um, but then, like, you know, uh, Robert and signing autographs, yeah. and Heather's over here, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and Robert Ingram's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are what still going nuts over Freddie, even though now he's no longer in his Freddie uh -huh. makeup and is just Robert Ingram. Yeah, and he comes out and he's like, Heather, anytime you need me to come by and just pay you a visit, or if you need anything from Robert England, I'm he here. asked her that. I mean, he asked her that at the funeral too, yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. And then when she actually calls him, he's like, "I got shit to do." Yeah, <laughs> she finally cashes in on that, and he's like. Uh, yeah, sure. But yeah. I'm totally painting a garbage yeah. painting. So I got I got to finish this shitty painting of Freddy. <laughs> the, the teeth are weird. I don't, know. <laughs> okay, I don't so, understand teeth, bitch. <laughs> so she's leaving the interview. She gets a phone call um, and is told to head over to see Bob Shea. Yes, and here comes Bob Shea, which apparently Wes Craven pitched to him going like, you got a really good scene, so we should totally make this a movie. And Bob Shea was like, I'm here for it. So she goes to well, Bob actually, Shea's the well, sexist office down, guy. All that went down because uh, of the pseudo bad blood between New Line and Wes Craven. And Bob Shea actually went to Wes Craven to try to smooth things over. And then Wes Craven came up with this script. Yeah, this was their olive branch. Yes. Um, so... Shay, you know, is pitching to her about, hey, we really need you for this movie. And uh, she's like, uh, I thought Wes stopped making scary movies. Yes, that's correct. Yes, he stopped after the first installment of the Nightmare <laughs> series. Bob Shay got real serious for a second. <laughs> but she, you know, talks to him and he says that your husbands were working on a new glove. And she's like, what the fuck? What? Uh, now, hold on. He, he didn't tell her that he was working on a glove because he wasn't working on a glove. He was working on a burned prosthetic hand with some hot topic rings. <laughs> We're on trying it. to get no, no, some no. really cheap Freddy <laughs> merch on the out. shelves. It's the new power glove. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, that was the Playtation no, Station power glove. Yeah, and and power. once again, <laughs> works better Trash. than the actual power glove. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that the wraparound here is that she was dreaming that if her husband was working on a glove, it would be good. But that was just a dream. Just a dream. That is actually another parallel to her real life because her the real life husband suck. is an FX. FFX. FFX. They actually co own Asmar artist. Asmir. 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 So, of course, this progresses on to where she's like, turns down Bob Shea and is like, hey, nah. Don't want to do it. Audi. More grand. fucking phone calls. And she tells him, she's like, tell me something, Bob. Have you been getting any phone calls? And then the phone rings and you can like see the cell phone behind her back. Like, God, that motherfucker. Now he's <laughs> okay. going to. Now okay. he knows what's All up. Right. So 
Blumhouse, when you get around to remaking this installment, please, for the love of fuck, just have Freddy send threatening emails or unpleasant postcards. Freddy's going to send NFTs. <laughs> Here is an E on a burnt piece of paper. <laughs> It's a monkey. <laughs> it, it would be like the TikTok videos where he's dancing with it. And then like when it gets to the end, she pulls up TikTok and it shows all the videos. And it's like, holy fucking shit, 910. What the fuck? That was great. Yeah, flashback humor. <laughs> that was good the second time. It probably wasn't good the first time, but you know, I did laugh sporadicism. the first time, though. I That's mean, great. It wasn't funny, but it's still so, laughing. Uh, I just want to see, like, uh, Freddie just sends, like, a fruit basket. Yeah. It's all just fried wieners. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got your fried wieners, fried bitch. Fried wieners. <laughs> 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 so, uh, where, where are we at in this movie now? Where are we at right now? All right, now? so she's still in Bob Shay's office. Okay, she, she leaves Bob call. Shay's office after the phone Goes call home. because no secretaries work in Bob Shay's office except for ones with big boobs that bring coffee. So and the tent she walked past. They're all the coffee in. secretaries, not phone secretaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, she goes back home, and when she gets there, her kid's having a fucking seizure. And the babysitter's trying to calm him, and she comes in and fucking decks the babysitter. <laughs> and then she's like, you don't know how to shake my kid. I know how to shake my kid. And she's like, yeah. gah, 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 gah. Shakes the kid awake, and he's like, never sleep again. Yeah. And then, like, in the faint background, you hear, like, Mage! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the dinosaur it's that goddamn road, Louis. And, uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't go up there. And that Dylan is worried that Rex is gonna die, so she sends the babysitter off to go play. She's nurse like, baby, you know I love you. Animal. I will take care of this animal. Hey, take care of this animal. Yeah, I've got other things to do. Yeah. I got sleeping pills to take. Lol at this fucking sewing job on Rex the dinosaur. <laughs> It was just like, hey, here's yarn and a needle. I don't sew, but yeah, well, I did hey, this. Why in the fuck would you use red yarn anyways? It looks like blood. You could have gone with like green or something. Why use red? So in the behind the scenes, uh, Robert England actually did the sewing, but he had the gloves on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't get this needle in you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, reads boring kid books. Then there's okay, so a huge she calls, touching moment. Well, she calls her husband first before the and says, story. Head home, I need you here. Yeah, Ace Dylan. It was like, Oh, the, the phone's breaking. Metal yeah. Gear. <laughs> Dylan's in trouble. I'm on my way. <laughs> and you see the shitty glove behind him in this point. And he's like, Man, I gotta get Not out of here. Glove. I hope the nothing happens glove. to that glove. He turns his back and the glove's like, Audi. <laughs> so like all that hard work gone I'm down. I'm following you home. <laughs> I'm watching where your crotch is going. Uh-huh. Still confused about why the glove having a physical existence and moving from point A to point B when it didn't like it would have been great if the glove came running up and then jumped onto the new Freddy because that would make it have to have had a reason to follow there him in the first place. There was probably a karate class down the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, karate people. <laughs> Come through this bitch. <laughs> Quick little pit stop. <laughs> Good one. Okay. No, I was going to say, like, I, I think about this club, but it's not true of this movie. It's the next movie that's true of. So, okay. so she's doing the bedtime story, like you mentioned, the Hansel and Gretel. And, oh, oh, leaving the breadcrumb trail. This is trails. really dark. I don't want to do this. And the kid starts reciting it from memory. And then once she starts it gets beating to the happy ending. Memory. She doesn't want to read that part. She's like, oh my god, this is so dark. They're like almost <laughs> dead. Alright, end of story. And the kid's like, you fucking 
goofy ass bitch, read me the good part. And then she's like, la la la, they were happily ever after. Yeah. And then the little kid's like, but they weren't happy ever after after all. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? You wanted me to read you the happy ending? That, uh, you, you know what? Just go to bed, you yeah. stupid narcoleptic. And she's piece like, of shit. I wonder what my husband's doing right now with his giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it shows, comes along. shows the husband driving home, trying to stay awake. Um, He's basically just rubbing his crotch and singing that's me in the corner to stay awake. <laughs> rubbing the stunt crotch. Yeah, stunt crotch. One of the most relatable parts of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally a, a stunt man stand-in for the, the crotch scratch, which is a funny little... Uh, which is weird, because it was another stunt man's hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just Bob Shea and Wes Craven. He was like, you oh, just... gotta pick up that shot, Shea. <laughs> <laughs> You do not know how to touch the balls. Let me touch the balls. <laughs> you don't have enough vigor in it. You're not selling the ball to me. This whole movie fringes on this scene. The cameraman's like, I gotta be, this is super awkward. So, even though... Yeah, because Craven had one hand on his crotch, too. Oh, my God! <laughs> to make this a little less awkward, everybody, leak up! Everybody's got a stunt crotch. Uh, the human skin of going on. So, Show us a CG. Fucking I thought shit. it was weird that they made a robot hand just to scratch the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were like, okay. they built this whole fucking rig, had the fucking glove yes, under it, actually used it. it. But then they go like, you know what, man? We could totally put CG, CG here. And they're here. like, MTV does this like fucking thing on Liquid TV where it looks like, you know, like a portal. And then it's like, okay, cool, fucking let's let the ghosts like, sw swim their well, way up in the fucking goddamn well, seat shows, like, and you tickle see, his testicles. Well, even beforehand, you see the claws. It actually happened. You see the claws, <laughs> <laughs> you see the claws come up through the seat and tear up the seat. And then you see the seat is fine again. And then you have CG hand yeah. come out. Yeah, well, there. that was a robot seat. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> so he scratches his nuts, and when he, I watch, he tries to sing "That's Me in the Corner," which everybody knows REM sucks dick. So of course you're gonna fall asleep singing their music. Like if they were, if I watched that, I was just like, really, like he he scratched his nuts. Okay, I guess he's by himself. But if you really wanted to get realistic about it, he'd have been totally. Ripping ass. Yeah, he would have been yeah. farting. He would have been hands down the front of his pants. I mean, come on, dude. You don't scratch your balls like you're in public when no one's around. <laughs> I'm just going to make it look like I'm adjusting my belt. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was the cameraman there. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. A, again, we harken back meta, to the fact yeah. that the whole movie and, was and being filmed while the movie honest. was not being filmed. Let's be honest here. Frankie had to have been... The cameraman, because it was all aimed at his crotch. It was. Yes. It was definitely that a breaker right. shot. <laughs> and if he had a forehead, he could have just blamed it on Freddy like Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucking happened. Okay, next. So the claw claws him open. He smashes into a wall, and he is dead. He's dead. And let's go to a break. And uh, she does that thing that Alice does, where she like kind of has that thing where she feels them dying, but it's like so 
lightly in it that it's not really there. Well, it couldn't Again, possibly have been that fuck. quick either because she jerks awake <laughs> to find her kids staring at her. And then the police are at her door. Yeah. yeah. Again, the police. Oh, that's right. There was one time when there were cops because the cops came to her door oh, to tell yeah. her her husband was dead. Yeah. But those fucking cops, dude, he ran into a wall right in the middle of nowhere and the cops are able to get to her house and report that he's dead. But her kid runs away from the hospital and the cops are like, well, get there, ma'am. I know a kid's in pot, but, you know, when we get around to it. In an unaired segment of this podcast, we talked about the lack of police that were in this film. Oh, that's right. We didn't do that in that one. Hey, good, I don't look like a liar. You don't have to say that. In this segment, we have revealed that there were police. They were just too fast for us to see them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's up to the first death. And uh, when we come back from break, we will discuss the next four hours of this film. <laughs> but Again. this time it won't be a second time. It'll only be the first time. Guys, no, uh, there is an option far. to play this podcast at 2x speed, and we encourage you to do yes, so. Yes, we do, because we are way more entertaining and fast forward. Uh, yeah. Or not at all. Or not at all. Uh, mute is a good way to keep us like this. <laughs> We'd like to tell you about today's sponsor, Processed Meat Peat Farts. Processed Peat Meat Farts are the best processed peat meat farts that you can get across the Dixon line. So meaty and farty, too. So check out Processed Peat Processed Meat Farts today. It's a gas. Yeah, come get you some of this. I know, Welcome back to this never-ending podcast. This podcast will be playing until next year. <laughs> Enjoy thought, this whole rest of the season. <laughs> you thought episode 100 was long? Wait till you see the link on this bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> yourself in. Freddie ran out of ideas, and now he's just letting people die of old age. Yeah. <sighs> we have... Osteoporosis, skip- bitch! <laughs> we are skipping uh, scenes... You can go to hell with that. 300 and <laughs> right to the farting Freddy. <laughs> that was not a good scene. Okay, so we pick up with our antagonist, uh, protagonist, protagonist going to the morgue to identify the body of her husband. First of all, no, no morgue functions like this. No, and like. No. The they dude had fucking bodies out in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> the dude who's like working the morgue's like, uh, so uh, you had a bad day, huh? Wow, that sucks. Uh, come look at your dead husband. Huh? That's weird for you. Uh, sorry, ma'am. We don't normally let people do that. And yeah, but I'm I did just gonna anyways. let you move this sheet to see the claw mark. <laughs> she's on like, chest. she goes over and he shows her head off, and he's she's like, uh, eh, I don't really, I can't really tell if that's him. Could you pull it back a little bit more? And he shows off I'm looking for that the claw brush. marks on his chest. <laughs> and she's like, ah, I still can't really tell if it's him. And then she like pulls back and looks at his junk. And she's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> because she saw the stunt cock episode, the part in the movie prior. And was like, that ain't his crotch. And then she, is that why she did Is that why she wouldn't sign off? Yeah. On? She's like, that's not my husband. <laughs> And then That's she the throws up 
by spitting up a combination of clam chowder and bean soup. Yes. <laughs> the worst, and, and I can comment on this. Uh, I know the flashback humor. But uh, I hate when people throw up in movies that look so fake. Uh, this was not good throwing up. It was kind of like a... She was pressure washing the floor of the hospital. Yeah, if you see vomiting like this, you're at a Guar concert. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, you know, she kind of sits down, and the guy's hand is out of the paper or out of the fucking sheet, and he's like, "Oh fuck! Oh, I didn't even notice his hand was out. That's wild." And tucks it back in. He's like, "All right, lady, all you gotta do is sign these papers. I mean, you're probably cool now, right? Yeah, you're cool. He okay." Up like five times. Then she, she not know. Yeah, he turns around and she's just casually walking away. And he's like, "Ah, let her go." <laughs> and then it cuts to the funeral, and the headstone says, "John Doe." <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to know his name. He was alive. <laughs> Nobody ever verified it. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious thing happens here. Unintentionally, she fucking goes to sleep at the funeral. Yeah. That's so why boring. this series of events happens. Yeah. Because she fucking think... gets bored and passes out. Exactly. Well, I thought it was because there was another earthquake and she fell and hit her head. No, nope. no, 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 not what, no, not what happened. She got bored and passed out at her own husband's funeral. Which is weird because I also passed out at this party. Yeah, <laughs> I passed out at a lot of parties in this well, movie and I was were, like, Freddie, please kill me. Yeah, there were multiple cameos from previous cast and crew members at this funeral and there's definitely a shot where you can clearly see Tuesday night and uh, the guy who played Rod in part one, I can't remember his name and apparently didn't write it down. It's probably Rod. So, yeah, there's Pretty that. Yeah, <laughs> we're I trying didn't to, want to steal your material. Yeah, it's your material. Uh, the one thing that was missing was the all the past victims from the Nightmare on Elm Street films because we already established that they're all buried <laughs> in one spot. Just yeah. so they can, you know, keep them all together. Like, this but guy get run over by a garbage truck in this area. And this true. is in L.A. But none of it makes sense anyway. It is nice seeing Tuesday night there. Uh, if you don't know who that is, check her out in Amityville Bigfoot. <laughs> hey, we're going to do a podcast Ooh. on all the Amityville movies because there's like 50,000 of them. <laughs> yeah, so if there's anything truthful in this podcast, that ain't it. That ain't yeah, it. That's not <laughs> it. That is not it. That would be our retirement plan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we can, we'll be pounding these away for the end of time. Well, uh, when the casket falls, the husband rises up with bloody eyes and says, "Stay with me." Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about this scene is again that homage <laughs> to. I feel like it's a replication of a scene in a fake movie, and they're like, "Well, this is what it would be like in real life." And that happens throughout this movie, and yes. I feel like this is a like a sort of a retelling of. The, the part four funeral for her brother. Right. And in that one, they're like, oh, what would happen? What if this happened? It's kind of a Quentin Tarantino way of directing. Because right. Tarantino took some things from other movies and was like, well, this is good. But what if this happened? Yeah. And then uh, and, and in a vast difference is when Tarantino did it, he, he does it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. True story. Yeah, true story. Uh, so she climbs down into the fucking... Goddamn coffin hole, coffin hole. <laughs> and it's old coffin hole. I actually loved a tunnel that was just like that with the coffin velour that you had to crawl through like that. That'd be so badass. That be and um, this is 
I just thought of this, just like the tunnel later in the movie in the bed. Like, yes. What is the deal with the tunnels? Yeah, they're all and on they're it, all even though they don't wounds. have to be in this one. They're all another reference to Alice's womb. Yes, apparently. everybody literally. <laughs> or, or a vast deference. Yes. Like, just, like, just like Scott just said. That's what it sounded like you said. <laughs> <laughs> so the funeral ends, and at the funeral she... Uh, like meets back up with the guy who played her dad in the first one and they kind of exchange some yeah john the guy who played her dad and they and kind of playground and she's really well they rekindle that there at the funeral and then later on they're at <clears throat> the playground and now she's sitting there talking about how just how fucking terribly worried how just distraughtly worried she is for her kid. But Meanwhile, not, not paying, paying attention any attention to, to her child <laughs> the at whole time. fucking all. She even does the like sleazeball, like she reaches out and touches his hand all nice and shit. It's a really weird mixed signal scene. Yeah, there's a lot of videos like this on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> so the kid climbs up into this fucking metal rocket, which is, I mean, let's be honest, not safe at all. That thing uh, is like fucking five stories tall. Hey, hey, fun fact that I just fucking realized. Sorry for the spoiler. Stranger Things, the rocket, it's there. The girl, oh, the black yeah, girl is hiding out in the in rocket on right. the playground. It is from this movie. It's another reference to Nightmare because the playground is in the new season of Stranger Things. That's I thought the playground was given to the kids. It well, was, yeah. but it was the exact same rocket thing. She yeah, climbs up in it She climbs inside it, but she doesn't climb up on top of it. No, like she's just does. inside no. of the caging she's of it. She's inside. No, um, but the kid's like, God wouldn't take me. Yeah. Because he was trying to get, he was trying to see his dad. And this is where we paused it and said, this is fucking halfway. We're only half fucking way. Oh my God. But as far as this podcast goes, yay, we finally made it halfway. For yeah, real this time. For real this time. <laughs> and then some other stuff happened, and the end. <laughs> uh, she gets uh, different burn-up letters next that I never could understand why. Yeah, uh, she is more stalkers. So every every single one of the dreams that she goes into, she hears another part of the poem. So in the first dream, it's one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Next dream is three, four, Freddy's, uh, you know, better lock your door, five, six, grab your crucifix. It goes through the whole song until the very end, and the letters spell out, never sleep again, which this is the last part. is one of the grossest scenes in the movie to me, and not in the way that it should be. So, all right, she gets another fucking phone call, because of, of course she does. And the Freddy Just voice like on the oh, other end says, I touched him. And then the tongue comes out of the phone Ew. and licks her. That is so Ew. fucking gross. How like, how likely is it, do you think, because I know in the first movie, Heather Langenkamp kept the phone prop. How likely do you think it is that that's the exact same phone prop and she just brought it back to set to use again? Zero. I can't get far okay, enough there. past the fact that he just said that he touched her child and then licked her. Yeah, to again, even get into like whether one, or not that prop was reused. One of those leaning into the idea that Freddy is a child molester, even though in this particular iteration, it's not, not supposed to be kids. Freddy. It's not <laughs> even Freddy. Like it doesn't have anything to do with Freddy. It's supposedly not Freddy at all. So yeah, and she drops the phone, and and he's freaking out and dancing around, whatever. And eventually, uh, if I'm skimming over too much is stuff, that, uh, painting. Uh, 
Robert does a painting. Yeah, she calls up Robert to get some help because Robert has this whole time, twice now, said, if you need anything, give me a call. Because he said it I'm here for whatever you need, anything, anytime. When she calls him up and is like, hey, I want to take you up on your offer. You know, you want to help me. He's like, now i got better things to do. Fuck you. I'm very sorry, but I'm, fuck you, bitch. I'm working on a Freddy painting. Yeah, very, very shitty Freddy painting. The teeth look so fucked up. So here's another thing that is weird. You don't see Robert England in the second half yes. of the movie. What was the deal with that? Um, I actually noted that as well. So Where did he go? It was supposed to be, in the original script, it was supposed to be explained uh, in a dream sequence where he is dreaming and a red and green spider comes in and wraps him up in a cocoon in an homage <coughs> to fly, but they never actually filmed that part. What they did film and then cut was Heather receiving a phone call from his wife telling her that they were leaving town because Robert was freaked out because of the own, the nightmares that he was having. All we got was the answering machine message yeah. saying that uh, we're going to be gone for like forever. So Enjoy the rest of the film. Yeah, He just vanishes. And apparently when it was first released, there were a lot of people that watched it and thought it was supposed to be like maybe Robert England was killed by Freddy and he's just gone. Yeah, they kind of let that one on there. <laughs> Something I loved about the painting itself is that it's painted by a woman named Linda Newman. She's a scenic artist and her painting skills were all self-taught. She never went to school or anything like that. And her other works for other films she's done is... Um, Fight Club, Austin Powers, The Crow City of Angels, Skeleton Key, Water for Elephants, and lots, lots more. But yes, I thought it was very cool. Well, she was awesome. That is cool. Oh, wow. She had no training? You're shitting. <laughs> you have to have training to get somewhere. You can train yourself. <laughs> no, she needs training. <laughs> Her other stuff is way better, I swear. <laughs> so is it here where she goes to visit Wes Craven in yes. his mansion? She's like, I got to go to Wes. I got to find out what's going on. She goes to Wes. And this is, me personally, I feel like this was the biggest loss in how the script could have gone that Wes had originally written himself as a fucking madman on the run from Freddy in a van with Michael Berryman from the hills, uh, driving him around and yeah. he has cut his eyelids out and he's just writing keep, the script to, to keep Freddy from killing yeah. him. So he doesn't dream and they now, scrap cutting, the whole thing. Well, cutting the eyelids was already done in part two. Yeah. But that would have been a good homage because they would have been like the reality mixed with the suspension of disbelief. Again, that ability to, Ride that fine line was lost. But instead, he chose <coughs> to put himself in another Hollywood mansion. Yep. And she shows up and he's all like dismissive, but also like kind of manic and crazy as fuck. And then he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry, uh, Heather, but I must continue making this film. Get the hell out of here. Okay. So again, back to this. If all it took was to finish the script to trap Freddy again, why didn't he just pull out a single piece of paper and said, Freddy's fucking dead. The end. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. She doesn't go to visit Wes Craven until after she puts her son in the oh, hospital. Oh, that's right. Son yeah. goes to the hospital. And it's a good thing they're not in Springwood because she wouldn't have been able to carry him. Not to mention the fact that everybody in the hospital was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take care of your kid. Get the fuck go out away. of here. 
Like, again, not like hospitals. No. Well, also, okay, so but my son is having seizures when he has no history of this. Something is obviously wrong with him. I'm not just leaving him here. I'm staying with him. I'm figuring not this to out. mention the fact that the fucking nurse was more like pinpointed on <laughs> the idea of her films. Yeah. than the fact that his dad just fucking exactly. died. Yes. Like, it's like, is there any kind of trauma in your voice? Oh, has he been allowed any? to and he's watch like, your movies? She's like, well, yeah, his dad just died. And he's like, she's like, hmm, oh. well, that's not on my checkbox. Did he watch any horror movies? And she's you like, watch your I, movies? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, what are horror movies? Yeah, what, is the, what genre is that? <laughs> horror. And then, and then when she comes back, he's in an oxygen tent. Why? An oxygen tent <laughs> is for breathing issues, for respiratory problems. It is not for seizures. And since when did seizures become an early warning sign of schizophrenia? Yeah. Like, what is that all Your about? Your boy's having seizures. I believe he may be schizophrenic. This was back in 94. They were they were still catching up to the emotional idea. They had of like... just started letting children into hospitals. <laughs> yeah. Well, there wasn't any children in hospitals in the other film. That's yeah. crazy talk. Right. Yeah, so now they are ready. Um, so uh, they're she, trying to keep the kid from going to sleep, right? Not yet. Well, no. Because she, she hasn't really said it down. She just sleep. goes to visit uh, Craven. She... And Craven's like, hey, I got to finish this. You know, it comes down to whether or not you want to play Nancy one more time. And then the script says, fade to black. And guess what happens? It fades to black. Meta. So it doesn't even it doesn't even like describe her leaving Wes or what happened. It or just how she fucking fades the, the hospital. fuck out. Yeah. Um Which is not how real life works. <coughs> and then when she gets, we would have that happen now. Yeah. She gets back to her <laughs> house and Well now uh, she goes back to the hospital to and black. the babysitter's there and they won't let the babysitter see the kid. No, 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 no. She goes back home. Because then she has like another, like a, a, a nightmare. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. And she, she goes, goes home and goes to sleep. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Even though she has all these worries. Yeah, even though she doesn't It'll want be to go fine. sleep. She goes home and goes to sleep. Uh, has another nightmare. And she's like, oh, fuck Dylan. And she goes to the hospital. Where now, all of a sudden, the babysitter's like, oh, I had a fucking nightmare about Dylan. I demand to see this kid. Yeah. And she's in there demanding to see Dylan for no fucking particular reason. Uh, no, it's, no connection to anything. She wasn't even in the hospital when he checked in. So, isn't it somewhere in here that we there's the newscast that finally reveals that they discovered those two bodies? Of yes, the, yes. They yes, say yes, the yes, two yes. bodies of the guys the were found mysterious in deaths. Yes, but they say it looked like it feels. was a botched speaking robbery. Of, all right. So, speaking of meta ness in this film. Can you imagine the cocaine-fueled orgies that would have taken place in the New Line Cinema offices if there had been two mysterious deaths linked to the production of this movie? Hey, no shit. There yeah. is no better promotion. Yep. So I think the um, the news anchor said that it was a botched um, robbery that both men had tried to rob the other by stabbing each, each other, other multiple repeated. times. <laughs> like, they each were found no with 50 stab wounds, clearly, in an effort to steal their wallets. <laughs> one blamed each other. One blamed the fart on the other. <laughs> I think that I, I've always been fascinated with like the botched robbery. Oh, the guy got 
killed in a botch robbery. So, like, the guy didn't rob him. Yeah, after like, that? is that botched or is that a <laughs> win feel, of a robbery? Because you get like, away with the stuff. That's, I feel like that's, that's a robbery plus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, you know, she's in there talking to the babysitter and they want to see their kid. And she's like, chill the. Look, Miss Langman Camp, please chill the fuck out. Your kid's in an oxygen tent. Why the fuck is he in an oxygen tent? I don't know. But we I want him a, to stay there. We had an extra oxygen We tent. had an extra oxygen. We only had one bed in the whole entire hospital for children. We don't understand how to deal and there with are, children in this hospital. And there hospital. are no visiting hours. You're not allowed to see your yeah, kid. Not a, because they don't know what to do with kids. They're like, fuck, there's a kid here. Can we let the mother see him? I don't know the protocol! Well, so I mean, look at I mean, <laughs> it's no wonder that Springwood doesn't let kids into their fucking hospital. I mean, the doctors in this movie are tricking the parent, tricking the kids into getting injections of sedatives yeah. without parents' consent. <coughs> it's the Wild West here when it comes to medical care for children. Yeah. If y'all will notice, uh, in the hospital room itself, there are no TVs eight feet off the ground. Right. Um, <laughs> lesson learned. But so I guess they're trying to say that the uh, that that she's abusing the kid. Yes, it, it starts to be that she's literally now she kind of having a breakdown, sleeping. and having the babysitters kind of breaking down a little bit too. But she sits down, but with the oxygen tent, passes out, has another fucking nightmare that the kid opens the oxygen tent and for some reason his heart rate drops. Oh, I needed that oxygen for my fucking and, schizophrenia. And also for some reason, while she's asleep, they just take her kid and move him to a different room so she can sleep. Well, he throws up on her first. The It looked like tar or something. And oh. then they run in there and fucking... That's when the nurse, you get that classic scene again, another representation of another movie where the nurse lady's like, Get her, hold her down, grab him, get him. Do we have any sedatives? And they're like, we don't have sedatives in this hospital. And he's like, she's like, all right, fuck it. We're going to cut him open. And now she's got the Freddy glove. Right. And all of a sudden it's Freddy. Uh, and she said when she had that glove on that she felt like evil presence. Yes. Like even though it wasn't the Freddy glove, it was just a representation she of it. She said every time she put it on, it was just. It was like it was taking over her. Yeah, but how could you get, like, how could you be creeped out like that when you looked at this Freddy? Yeah, I know, right? I get that they tried to give him an edgy 90s makeover with the fucking trench coat and the fucking hot top. Fuck you, say, this is but... Keystone Freddy right here. <laughs> well, something I forgot to mention, uh, when she first brought him to the hospital, you and I both recognized the nurse that deals with him then. As, as Lynn Shea. Lynn Shea Did this you is Lynn realize pop in. that that's also Bob Shea's actual sister? I did not know that. Ah, I did not know that. Wow, neat. I, I think what's neat is that they're, they're, uh, they don't use Hypnosil because that's from the movies. Yep. They use a real life drug in this one, uh, Lucinus, which is different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right, a Lucinus. So you want to go to that sponsor and then we'll come back and finish up the Yeah, bucket. that's fine. Let's go to the Lucinus. All right, we're going to go to a sponsor. We'll be right back with the last five hours of Wes Craig's New Nightmare. Side Have you ever found yourself in a particular place under a particular stressing level and you just can't seem to poop? I, I have actually, yeah. Uh, it's not a question, uh, this is a pitch. I'm sorry. Well, now we've got the product for you. 
a loose anus. No. A noose. A noose. <laughs> <laughs> a noose. A noose. <laughs> okay, somebody pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah, no, loose a noose is the new medication for constipation. No, it's diarrhea medication. Oh, no. It's goddamn constipation. Guys, try out a loose a noose. Now available from rotten pharmacies. A pharmacy that <laughs> trusted this is it. definitely rotten. Um, at least five out of six Grimm's say this about a loose news. I don't say anything about it. Why would say I fucking take that? the script. Fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna take it tonight. <laughs> 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 Loosen up my, my butthole. I don't know. A loose news. It's but, mostly just ground up bugs. It's mostly bugs. <laughs> oh my god, are you still here? <laughs> I'm oh, so sorry. Oh my god, you're still listening. Oh, uh, we have run out of even sponsors. At this, point. Uh, <laughs> this podcast feels exactly like this fucking. Uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at the halfway point now. Uh, <laughs> in, instead of headphones, can I get earplugs to record this? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, so <laughs> when we left off, our we were and... talking about the piece of shit fucking nurses that must have been from the south because they just checked his fucking mouth and it's like, oh, the kid's mentally unstable. <laughs> oh, he's unstable because he's got teeth. Right? Never yeah. seen these people before. <laughs> any protocol, no paperwork, didn't file anything with the system, and they're just like, oh, no parental consent, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I hate this hospital worse than I hate the hospital that they wouldn't let kids in. I hate this hospital worse than I hate Matt. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> so another one of the nurses in this actually is uh, Wes Craven's real daughter, Jessica Craven. Oh, interesting. Oh, to someone. Yeah, the, I'm uh, sure that's interesting to somebody. <laughs> really is it the cool. one that gets like elbowed in the chest? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know which one it was. Honey, I'm going to need you to play this role. Beat the shit out of her, Heather. She will learn her lesson. <sighs> so she's like... She leaves the hospital again. Well, they're like trying to. Push she tells her out, no. She tells the kid, "Don't fall asleep. I'm gonna go get Rex for you." Yeah. She tries to leave the hospital, and the cops are like, "Well, nah, hold on one second. You kind of seem really suspicious. I mean, first off, you didn't sign for your dead husband, and we still buried him. And now you haven't given your consent to the nurses, even though they went ahead and applied medical uh, advice to the child." Um. We're going to have to have you come in here and talk to this lady. So she goes in there and she's like, there's such a flip in her character. Because to begin with, she was like, it's not the guy in my movies. So if you take it from just the doctor's point of view, the doctor just talked to her and she was like, what? He doesn't even watch my movies. And then she turns into, he's going to get him the guy with the claws. Oh. I shouldn't have said that. Like, she's like, wait a minute. You just fucking got through saying that it couldn't fucking be that. So I can see how the doctor might think she's crazy. But again, she would have not been handled this way at a hospital. That's not how any of no. this works. Even if they're suspicious of the mom, like being this or that, because they start thinking that she's trying to keep the kid awake. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil this one for you. She immediately decides to start trying to keep the kid awake. Even though they'd already been giving him sleeping pills before this. Yes. So while she's in there with the police, that's when 
what's the Julie? Julie is with the the kid, and Who, she's like, even though Stay the away. mom wasn't allowed to come see the kid before, now it's totally fine for the babysitter yeah. chick to come sit with the kid. And now the nurses that have no earthly idea that there would be any reason that they couldn't give a sedative come in there with a game plan to give the kid a sedative. Like they're like. Hey, this chick, she looks like she might be unruly. She's got blonde hair. Let's take two needles in instead. Well, that's a whole nother thing. Unless the kid's about to go through surgery, if you just want them to get some sleep, why not just give them a Benadryl or Man, something? Man, when I was a kid, why my mom used to, to hit me with shots? a hammer. It was like, he's <laughs> out. Who cares? Does that work? Just add no, a little whiskey to all. his teeth. Oh, yeah. At some point during that, didn't she call Wes or something? And he's like, you're the gatekeeper and... You're the what who gives um, Nancy her power or something yeah, like and that. Yeah, and Nancy was Fucking the thing no that. Yeah, it didn't make any sense because Craven was like, he's got this one thing to go through to be able to sense. get like out, and then he's like, you should go to him so he can like do that. That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Really, it wasn't right. cool though. Not cool. Yeah. Uh, so the kid starts to fall asleep. Well, okay, the nurses come in and they're gonna fucking you know dope this kid out of his mind. And fucking Julie's like, I don't think you're going to, you shouldn't do that. And the one girl's the over there no. getting a needle and pulling something out of a bottle. And then the mother said no. And she slaps her. And then she's no, she says no. And she's like, do it. And the other nurse had the needle behind her back the whole time. And was like, yeah. I got a bitch. <laughs> we definitely wouldn't be handled. That's what that happens in a hospital. That is not how that would go down. No, not at all. So she knocks one of them, like slaps them out of the room. Then the other girl runs over to her with the needle in hand as if they're going to have like a dagger off. And she's like, I know what's in that needle. You have no idea and what's in this one. she's holding it so, with her hand all twisted like this. And The nurse in the room is literally scared of what could be in that needle. So what the fuck do they is have laying around yes. in a hospital room where people can visit? With what a the kid, fuck? Where a child is. Loose <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Oh, God. Say? Damn it. <laughs> so. We were racing for that one. <laughs> she like immediately kicks the nurse out of the room and shuts the door so nobody can see. The kid falls asleep and then there's fucking Flasher Freddy. Like, oh, boogie boogie, open my trench coat. Look at my regular human clothes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then you get, again, that recreation of a scene from an earlier movie where... Except it looks like shit. It does. They used fucking green screen. A, they they abandoned yes. the spinning room thing. But I do still enjoy this scene. As what, the the reason I like this scene is because it's almost like Wes Craven like saying, hey, look. I did this in the original one. Wouldn't you like to see what it would be like if Freddy was actually yeah, there doing it? Yeah, but as a filmmaker, like if you're going to do something that's essentially a remake, shouldn't you try to make it look better than yeah. the original? Yeah, true. I mean, it looked like garbage. I mean, like honestly, Wes Craven should have just took a look at the dailies on this one and then just cut his losses and walked away from the project. Yeah. Because this should have been a huge red flag that this was just going to fucking suck. And it was, she got dragged up on the wall, stabbed a couple of times. And the, they, nurses, the nurses saw her floating in the and air. like flipping out and just abandoned the child. Yeah, like, yes. Yes. All out. those nurses and the kid fucking escapes. How does this happen? Yeah. And so the kid you escapes. And that's when Nancy, uh, excuse me, Heather. the entire 
hospital with nobody stopping no. him. No, yeah. better question. How does he get to the entire hospital out of the parking lot and down the street where she has to drive? To, Dude, this to kid fucking him. flash ran all the way to sleep. the... Which, now, here's uh, another great point. It was Heather's fault that she he went to the fucking interstate because she said, yeah, the home's just right over the interstate. I, I would like to point out that uh, there's a very subtle undertone here that when we were talking about the speed-based cops, this child may be a cop. He might be. <laughs> it might be a job he needs to get in yeah. the future. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, as we were talking Speak earlier, up. a kid has just escaped from a hospital where someone was brutally murdered, and it takes the cops like they never get there. <laughs> they never. They have. You can hear the sirens, but apparently they're stuck on the interstate with the big wreck. A lot, a lot of traffic. Yeah, so, so there's so many problems with this freeway scene. Oh, there are so uh, many problems I, with this freeway I, scene. So there's a small child in the freeway all right nobody fucking stops nope like and i can tell you because i've had the fortune or misfortune however you want to look at it of being in a situation where i'm driving down the road and all of a sudden there's a little kid in the fucking road i'll tell you you do whatever you can to stop that car <coughs> and not hit that fucking kid and introduce yourself into the perilous situation to try to get the kid out of the road. But no, nobody fucking stops with the kid in the road. Nobody stops <coughs> until fucking Heather gets in the road. Now, and that's only after she then. gets hit. Look, but there's this funny part where Heather's running after the kid and the cars, you see them just fume, fume, fume. And then a truck locks its brakes and she's able to keep pace with the sliding truck which is so literally away going super slow where she could have just kind of stepped out of the way of the truck and she's like oh and he's like no and she's like oh and she's like, no and then very monty python yeah and then she just kind of ducks under it and it goes over her head Doesn't or something it, like, go through the kid too Didn't no because freddie at this point has the kid from a, day, a giant it claw like it was passing through the kid no, it was because He's he, like, like lifted it up and, and yeah, down. Yeah, Freddy and... was actually in the clouds in this one. Yes. Huge Freddy in the clouds and it looked stupid. Yes. FSD, Freddy in the sky with diamonds. Uh, Freddy in the sky with, with diamonds. diamonds. Uh, this podcast is 48 hours long. There's no time for a musical. <laughs> too bad. Too goddamn bad. Um... So but even after she ducks under the truck, this truck has just slammed on its brakes and gone sideways. And cars are still speeding past her and the, and the kid. And then, like, a whole bunch of shitty people with shitty Freddy masks show up, and you can tell <laughs> they wanted to keep the scene. It looks like a but they board. cut it, like, real, real short, as short as they possibly could. Just when you see the shitty Freddy heads pop up it over the gate, so they're like, cut, 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 cut. that looks like shit. So then he makes his way back to the house. She goes running after him. Now, this is after she got hit by a car. And yeah. I just like to point out that Nancy literally gets the shit kicked out of her all through this fucking movie. I'll Heather like does. This kid up Heather, excuse Heather. me. Probably Heather does. Well, now she's about to be Nancy. Yes. So she runs into the house, and boom, there's John again, the guy that played her father from the and original one because him. she had called him. And now and he is her dad. And she and he's or like, he Nancy, he what are you talking yeah. about? It can't be Freddie. Why yeah. are you calling me John? She's like, why are you calling me Nancy? And then she's like, he's like, why are you calling me John? And then the other guy's like, how did you get peanut butter in my chocolate? And the other guy's like, how did you get chocolate in my peanut butter? Ugh. 
And he's like, then don't start losing it out. like your mother. <laughs> they made out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't start losing it like your mother. And, I love you. And then you, he's like, uh, Nancy, I got to go uh, check out uh, Johnny Depp over here. He lives across the street from you. <laughs> like, I love you too, Daddy. Yeah, and then she just breaks, and she's like, all right, cool, fuck it, I'm Nancy. Yeah, and this is what I mentioned earlier. An hour and a half into this movie, which, by the way, it feels like you're fucking nine hours into it. Yeah, as long as this podcast, we're making this podcast as long as this movie fails. It decides it's going to be a requel of part three at this point. The whole time they're having their little back and forth, Freddie's trying to rip out of a a bed, and it's taking him forever to get out of this fucking bed. It's so fucking funny. So they, you know, she goes to the house and she follows the breadcrumb trail to the bedroom. And and you know, you know what happens here, Matt. You know what it shows here. What? The door is blue in this. Oh one. yeah, that's Brandy pointed that out and was like, you know, Frankie's gonna say it, so I'm gonna say it now. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <coughs> so you guys are saying bed. the door is sad? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the door is sad? <laughs> Not to mention sad. the fact that when she was talking to Bob Shea about the subsequent sequels, he said there was only five different movies. So yes. I still wonder what the one movie he omitted from that two. was. Yeah, you think it's two? <laughs> well, that is what we yeah, I said. agree with that. But then I was wondering if maybe it was three since she dies in that yeah, one. Yeah, she dies in that one. So how are they going to make a movie with him? But, but I guess the they were ones, making the movie. So The like logos in different places still say seven. Yeah, and they say that the next one they're doing is seven, even though Bob Shea said there was only five sequels. Uh, clearly, he has no idea. Uh, he's been in this movie way too long and uh, like us has become delirious yeah. <laughs> yeah and you mentioned earlier how the breadcrumbs dylan was referring to were sleeping pills yeah and then and she just starts fucking like, popping mm, them like well, that's the first of the morals of this film is that drugs will take you back home kids yeah and you always complained about drug like uh taking in the other episodes or the other like series. Still no cocaine in this Yeah, but film. in this one, she, and this is in Hollywood, so they really yeah. missed that one. But she literally picks up these fucking sleeping pills and then she like Thank has you. the epiphany of like, you sent me a way to get to you. And then she just chunks all, like, there was like five of them. And then she finds another one and she takes another one and takes another one. You're fucking dead. You yeah, can OD that would have been funny pills. if that was the end of this movie. Like, yeah, she like, just, you like, stupid fuck. <laughs> I heard that uh, there was supposed to be cocaine in this movie, and it didn't actually make it to, to the, the set. set. <laughs> oh, that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. <laughs> so she decides to descend into the tunnel, which again, we just were like, wow, she's going into Alice's uterus. That's weird. And then and out of Freddy's mouth. And then yes. pops out of Freddy's mouth and falls into the... One-Eyed Willie's layer and Goonies. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It looked like yes. a stupid-ass Roman bathhouse. With, like, so English like, written on the wall. Here? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of Roman, which it seemed uh-huh. like it was in... But that was garbage. Uh, hey, you think there's any connection there with One-Eyed Willie's layer and the stunt cock earlier? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. And then the Goonies, the Goonies have to battle the really bad octopus. She falls in the water, and there's a shitty ass octopus that she has to like twist around with. It's got Freddy's face, yeah. Mask. <laughs> so in the trench coat, said the trench coat's got eight arms on it. Yeah. All right, I'm done. <laughs> so she goes running after the kid, <clears throat> and sort of, you know, 
sees Dylan running away from Freddie and he's all like, ah, come here. He grabs her and he's like throwing her around and she gets to like punch him and be like, fuck you. And she's never been that kind of a character at any point. I mean, she did the home alone thing, but she never like really got in his face like a badass. And so she yeah, he goes chasing the fucking the kid there, and he's trying to get a hold of the kid and she's no, knocked out. Did you notice out. how he's, when he's chasing the kid, he's holding his leg like his legs hurt? Yes. Oh, what the fuck was she that? She stabbed him, right? Like she okay. stabbed him in the eyeball with yeah. the heel on the ground and then she stabbed something into the back of his leg I while they were like, struggling. Oh, a lot quicker and then it's over. Yeah, okay. but that's Freddy. Maybe this demon is like, fuck, I can't get stabbed. This actually fucking hurts. Like, Freddy couldn't be hurt in the dream, but this guy's well, like, Well, but remember fuck, one fuck, of fuck. them, he was all, like, twisted and stretched out and broken and staggering around up and down the <laughs> Escher stairs. Yeah, so. yeah. So he... Goes after the kid and he chases the kid into a uh, like a, a like a burning. In it, it's supposed to be layers of hell because they have words written over each one of those pits, like lust, envy, wrath, sloth. Uh, it's like the seven deadly sins. It, yeah. And he goes into one of the furnaces and Freddie like runs after him, and he's trying to fucking get a hold of the kid. And I, I liked that they, it seemed like they could have reshot it and he could have con- come in this way, but they did the shot where he comes in the wrong way. And then he's like, damn it, the kid went that way. And he has to go back out and then turn around. It seemed like a wasted shot in a way. Yeah. He's like, come to pop. Yeah. And he starts reaching for the kid and trying to grab him. And the kid's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so Heather gets, wakes up and fucking runs over to fucking help him out. This, this this was before... No, the tongue thing happened before this, right? No, that was after. Oh, right. It was after yeah. this. So, she runs over there and... The, from the quicksand goo. Oh, I know stairs. why he got stabbed in the leg. When he was wrestling with her, the kid stabbed him in the leg <coughs> oh, that's to right. get him okay. off okay. of her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they she runs around and she's hollering at Dylan, get out of there! And Freddie makes a fucking bald... A fucking bald python like an albino bald python yes. appeared like and it's rattling why is the fuck yeah, no right it's a bald python rattling, rattling. Yeah. what the fuck is that <laughs> oh, this is a reference no. from two where the snake was in two where the snake was in two <laughs> yeah the, the one that <laughs> blew up Freddy yeah yeah well there was around the room was the, you know two was the, the animal one it had the dogs so you had the bird and you had the snake yeah <laughs> but uh so he just kind of pushes it out of the way like it's no biggie <laughs> Yeah, rattling like, boa. Um, get out of here, rattling boa. This is the weirdest shit in the world. And then he runs around and helps her push him into the oven. And uh, again, uh, Hanson Gretel reference. And then he like, <laughs> this is like the ridiculous part because again, that's how it rides this line. Oh no, he tried to open his mouth and eat the kid's head, and that was fucking dumb as shit. The prop looked dumb. It didn't yeah. make any sense. And it's oh, like, yeah. the whole time they were talking about like Darker Freddy, Darker Freddy. And then it's like, yes. what the fuck? This is like the possession of whatever Deborah Logan. The taking Logan. of Deborah Logan yeah. did this much better. Much, yes. much better. I thought it was more uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It did look yes. like And when his teeth hit his head and his tongue's like because he did that. I love that part. That's funny. Um, so he spits his tongue out and it grows long and it wraps around Heather and it, it's kind of like reminiscent of like anime tentacle porn sort of. It's very insinuative of that. Um, 
And then the kid like gets the knife. She hands a knife to the kid because she apparently still see the kid. And the kid tries to stab the tongue. And he's like, no, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. While he's dodging, is so fucking stupid. I fucking hate this movie so much. And then he stabs the tongue, which he got stabs it into stone. Like, I'm not exactly sure how the kid mustered up the power to get the fucking knife to go into the stone. Because uh, he has the power of speed tongue. Yes, yes. And then he has a forked tongue. And people pay good money for having a forked tongue. Yes, they tongue. do. You should have been, you know, really appreciated. Hey, this actually makes me look way more like a rattling albino viper. <laughs> <laughs> So then they're like, uh, apparently they just suddenly know how to work these mythical like fire areas, which kind of dumb for Freddy to take her somewhere where he she could easily kill him. Yeah. But whatever. And uh, yeah, they do that thing that they do in movies. Uh, they kill a demon with literal fucking fire. And the fucking demon's eyes pop out, bug out. So like, yes, stupid. he turns into a hobgoblin marshmallow. Well, I get it. Literally, I'd rather him throwing up his rabbit, own like, head uh, and out of the explosion than what they did with this, like transforming him into the demon. Now, do I like the toy I have with the transformed demon head? Yes. Sure. Great. That's awesome. Good to remember. But, like, it was never in any of the movies. It was in, like, one second of the movie. It might as well have had that fucking spring sound effect that they have in Looney Tunes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or, moment his eyes bulge out of heads, like, So, yeah, then she, uh, Freddie Burns. Like, apparently, that's a bad thing for him in a dream to burn. I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He literally chills in a boiler. It's like a kind of a dumb place to be at. It was in the script. That's fair. Well, Wes said I had to do it. I don't like it, but I mean, I could have literally just been in a fucking room full of knives. That <laughs> that would have been easier. And then it blows up all the beautiful ancient architecture. That yep. Built. And she jumps in the fucking sauna and falls out of the bottom of the bed. <laughs> it was a blanket for it the whole time. Yep. <laughs> And, and they ma they managed to get a handful of the precious jewels out of there, which actually saves the town. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's sitting there on the floor, and she's like, oh, fuck, Wes sent me the script while we were doing all that. And Literally, on the floor, every last right bit of the tone of this movie goes out the fucking window. There is no longer, like, worry about her husband's death or Freddie or any of that shit. And she's like, let's sit here and read a story. About your father's death. About your father no, no, and your no. babysitter they, getting murdered. They say, let's read the script to this film that we were just in. Again, mo there's nothing more meta than that. Yeah. Uh, like but that she's literally about to read to him about the murder of his father. Like, mom, dude, you told me earlier I couldn't watch these movies. And now it's like, hey, I don't want you to watch anyway. my movies, but I'd really like to recap your father's death. And then your dad put his hand on his totally sweet cock. And <laughs> Oh, I might want to leave that part out. Um, anyways, he was mauled to death by a glove from under his truck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then the credits roll, which are yeah. probably my favorite part. Of this Never movie. Yeah, the credits there. roll to a remix of the Seinfeld theme. So that's been... Uh... That's been a new nightmare. That's been and, a long uh, fucking podcast. Oh, and by the way, apparently the other message of this movie is your kids should totally watch the Nightmare on Elm Street film. Yeah, See, I, I thought the it. message because, was just Dylan because his name was spoken a hundred and three times yeah. in this movie. If your kids don't watch the Nightmare franchise, then he's going to come back. 
I'd like to see how many times he says gauge in Pet Cemetery and see how right. close it is to the amount hey, of times they say Another Dylan. parallel, like, okay, so the, in this movie, like, one of the times that Heather fucks up is because she went to sleep, right? Well, I rewatched Pet Cemetery last night, as a matter of fact. You know, toward the end of that movie, after he buries Gage, he's just like, I guess I'm going to crash out now. <laughs> and then fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, Judd, like, uh, he's like, all right, I got to go out here. You know, I know what he's doing. I got to, you know, I got to make sure I take care of this. He fucking goes to sleep. Well, I'm, like the whole fucking mo- That's why everything fell to shit was because both of the guys that could have stopped it just decided to take a nappy nap. Am I wrong about the fact that in Pet Cemetery it's a red truck hauling a diesel? No, it's a blue one. It's a blue truck. Oh. <laughs> you motherfucker, you the motherfucker. Truck was blue. <laughs> Did you guys catch that at about an hour and 14 minutes into the movie, um, Heather is asked about her hall pass, and she says, screw your pass. That was taken directly out of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Nice. Um, Screw your pass. That's how she says uh, it. Screw your pass. One thing we haven't done so far is I haven't heard Frankie award points. No, no points in this motherfucking no movie. None whatsoever. <laughs> Nobody did anything. Nope, I give God status to fucking uh, the husband for grabbing his dick. <laughs> <laughs> for being the only one clever enough to have a stunt cock in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God status plus 17,365 points. So and he was the one able to check out of this movie the fastest, so there's points yeah, there. God, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, now that we have gone through the whole movie, uh, we had given our initial kind of thoughts on, on the film before we, we did all the breakdown. Has anybody's thoughts changed on this film? They've gotten worse. They have. Yeah. Gotten yeah. Worse. yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I've gotten feedback from other human beings about how terrible this shit is. <laughs> Plus, we've had failed attempts to record this fucking podcast. Yeah, so we so talk about it a lot more than you get to I hear. promise you this will probably be the last time I ever watch a new nightmare. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Never need to see this again. I don't think <clears throat> I'll ever watch a new nightmare or a fucking part five ever again in my entire life, but I probably will watch the other one. If uh, this podcast has compelled you to go and watch A New Nightmare, we have failed. What is wrong with you? We yeah. tried to give you an extensive breakdown of it so you don't have to do that. Do anything else. Get <laughs> cancer. <laughs> go and have don't your own hey, nightmare. Drink and drive. Instead, go ahead and watch Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, way which better we will movie. we be talking about next week. Criminally like underrated. agree with us. And way us better version. That I, I think that... It, because this movie is the last one, it's the best last one, even though it's cliffhangery and it's shocky or chalk, uh, well, you know, schlocky. <laughs> that I, I still think that it is way better than it should have been. been. <laughs> 100%. They, they actually, uh, you know, did some clever writing in this one instead of, you know, ah, fuck it, whatever. What? Just use scenes from the other movies. It'll be all right. What the? What? Guys, what is that? Is it? Go. Hey, Freddy did far. Did you hear it? Is did is you? that the end of the podcast? Yep, that's guys, the end of the podcast. I, it's coming. It's I it's almost it. here, guys. I it's Matt, it's oh almost. Hey, hey, guys, stay, uh, stay rotten. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Enjoy.
us next time for another episode of Rotten Mornings. Thank you.